Hello everyone and welcome in to another edition of JD's Wildcat World. Today we recap the Cats' first loss in a while. Uh, they lose on the road at Texas A&M by a score of 97 to 92. Um, I'm going to go through, uh, read some stats and give my opinion on some things that happened during the game. Uh, but before I do that, thank you all for uh, continuing to listen. Um, and uh, continue to subscribe, share, rate, review, and all those good things. Um, especially with us, everybody around locally uh, in Kentucky, um, the majority of the state has a lot of snow. So uh, if we're snowed in, hopefully uh, you are listening to this and enjoying it and having a good time. And uh, if you got some time on your hands, go leave a uh, review on Apple and Spotify for me. That would be huge. So, uh, everybody stay safe, stay warm, um, and um, I think, you know, this is the, the most snow we've got around here in a bit. So, uh, woke up and the kids were loving seeing the snow on the ground and everywhere. So, uh, hope you all, everyone stay safe, stay home. Um, if uh, you do not have anywhere that you absolutely have to be. Uh, but... Back to while we are here, um, Cats lose on the road to Texas A&M. Um, you know, Texas A&M was due for a game where they were really good offensively. I honestly thought, and if you listened last week, I thought if we could score 80, we were in good shape to win this game. Um, we scored 92 and still lost. So... Um, I was honestly really shocked that Texas A&M kept up with us the whole game scoring. Um, but a lot of it had to do with us not being able to defend the pick and roll. Um, you know, went back and watched. Um, Radford got to the rim whenever he wanted. Wade Taylor got to the rim whenever he wanted off of the pick and roll. Um, that's something that we're really struggling with defending. We really struggled defending it last year. That's got to get better. Um, the defense has just got to get better in general. Um, usually when you score 92, I mean, in a college basketball game, I'm thinking you win. Um, I definitely thought we would beat Texas A&M if we put up 92 points. But, you know, just couldn't get stops when we needed them. Couldn't string stops together. And um, then in the overtime period, just couldn't score the ball, which was very strange. Seems like we got away from what we do best in overtime and just kind of, I don't know. It's weird. You know, once we forced overtime, and I'm going back up a second, we were down by like five with two minutes left, and Rob Dillingham just decides to go off uh, hitting three threes in a row. Um, so awesome to see him get going. And I thought the shot at the end of regulation when it was we were down two, um, and he shoots it from three, I thought it was dropping. It looked so good off his hand. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is going to set – Big Blue Nation on fire. Everybody's going to go crazy with this shot drops and rimmed out, but Reed Shepard's right there to get the board, and uh, then he gets fouled with half a second left and hits, steps up, and he's cheesing while the camera's on him, smiling from ear to ear because he knows he's about to drop these free throws in with ease, and he does that uh, for the second Saturday in a row, crucial free throws, and sends the game into overtime, and as a Kentucky fan, you're thinking, man, if we came back from down five with two minutes left and forced this overtime, I think we got a good chance, and then overtime just did not go well for us. Couldn't get a stop and then couldn't score. Um, I want to shout out um, 
You know, Antonio Reeves had another great game. 22 points, uh, 6 rebounds, 5 of 10 from 3, 7 of 15 overall. I thought he played really, really well. Um, whenever we needed a bucket, he could get it. Once again, DJ Wagner. I can't. He he keeps getting better and better. Once again, they could not stay in front of him. He got to the rim at will. Um, could have done a better job defending Wade Taylor, I felt like. Um, but on as far as the offense, DJ played a very good game. Um, Trey Mitchell played 44 minutes, 8 points, 13 boards. Um, probably, honestly, and you say a guy grabs 13 boards and has a bad game. Offensively, probably the worst game Trey's had here. Uh, as a cat, but he did so many other things well, grabbing 13 boards, having six assists. Those are all big numbers, so you couldn't take him off the floor, even though he was struggling offensively. Played a good played a good game in other areas. Justin Edwards, only 22 minutes, three of six. Went two of two from three, though. He played better um, overall, eight points, four boards. Aaron Bradshaw really, really struggled. Uh, could not stay on the floor. Picked up two fouls early, didn't play the whole first half, and then comes back in and immediately picks up his third. And uh, just could not get going for whatever reason. So um, I didn't think um, the last two of his fouls were very debatable. I thought the last one was really bad call. He's literally standing straight up, and uh, the A and M guy actually ran into him. I, so I I really didn't think that that fourth foul was a foul on Bradshaw. I hated to see him because you know when he was in there for the little bit of time he was, he changed things. Um, at least on the offensive side of the ball, he he really. I mean, he he didn't score, but they had to honor him. They had to follow him out to the three point line, and guard him. Um, you know, with Hugo in there, they don't really see him as an outside threat. But uh, I don't want to shout out Hugo because he had to play a huge role with Bradshaw's foul trouble. Played thirty two minutes, had seven points, ten boards, and five blocks. Um, really good game for Hugo. Best game as a cap, definitely. Um. On the verge of a double-double and a triple-double, uh, he played as well as he could. Really made a difference on the defensive end, like I said, with five blocks. He was all over the place. Um, played about as good as you can ask him to play. Uh, just sadly, it wasn't enough to pull this one out. Reed Shepard, 13 points, four or six rebounds and three assists. Also, three steals. Uh, Reed was in a little bit of foul trouble, too. Ended up with four fouls. Three of five from the field. Um... All those were three-point attempts. Reed, um, he's got to be more um, aggressive in his shot attempts. There was there was several times it seemed like that he had open looks that he just, you know, he was looking to pass, which, I mean, I love that about him. I do. He's a great passer. Uh, looks to get other team teammates involved, but there was times that we really needed him to be more of a scorer where on end of the possession, we didn't get a good of, uh, as good of a look as we got uh, from the start with Reed being open from three. So, um, But I think that'll, that'll get... Uh, he needs to take more than five shots a game, um, and I think he will. Rob Dillingham didn't really play all that great until the last couple minutes, but when he did, he... I mean, he was on a heater. I thought he was going to single-handedly win the game for us in regulation. Uh, ended with 15 points and uh, four assists. Only shot three or ten from three. That not the best, but uh, you know, you live with it because he can do things like he did at the end of regulation. So we shot 39 threes uh, as a team, and that's pretty wild to me. You know, I'd said target goal 25 to 30 a game, but. 
we played so fast. Both teams played super fast um, all game long. And I'll take a take a minute to credit A&M. In no way, shape, or form did I think they could keep up with us. Um, I get it was on their home floor. They were hitting some wild shots, but uh, they flat out kept up with us and more. Uh, they earned the win. Um, and, you know, you – I, I don't know about you all, but that's not a team I want to see again, to be honest with you. In the SEC tournament, I think we could beat them um, on a neutral floor, but I'm not – I wouldn't be that crazy about playing them, to be honest with you, just because I think they match up with Kentucky uh, better than I originally thought. Henry Coleman didn't do that much on offense, but, um, you know, they've got Wade Taylor and – I don't think Radford, that's another thing. I don't think Radford would have as good of a game if we played again. But, man, he went crazy. 11-22 from the field, 28 points. Ray Taylor had 31. I mean, that was all they were scoring. Um, so you look at that and you're like, okay, well, maybe we could. But just different matchups. Um, I wouldn't be that crazy about playing them again. However, I'm always down for a revenge game. So if we get matched up with them in the SEC tournament, bring them on. And I like my team. So, um but that's all for a future time, a debate. Wade Taylor showed you why he was the preseason SEC player of the year this game. Uh, he just couldn't be stopped. Uh, six of 13 from three. Um, but his main his main uh, thing was just getting to the rim and drawing fouls. He shot 12 free throws, hit 11 of them. Um, and then Tyrese Radford, of course, he got to the rim whenever he wanted. So, like I said... Um, several things to improve on, but in my opinion, does not change on this team based on one game. Uh, we got some dogs, Rob Dillingham, DJ Wagner. I love my team. Uh, I, I love the way they play previous years. To be honest with you all, that game doesn't even go to overtime. We get beat by about 10 in regulation because just like in the Florida game, this team dealt with adversity and overcame it. And almost came out of there and stole a win. Um, and, you know, the same, you're going to, whoever was commentating, well, it might have been Billis, said, um, you know, you might beat this Kentucky team, but in order to do so, you're going to have to kill them. And that's exactly what A&M had to do. Uh, A&M's up late. We come roaring back out of nowhere. And then A&M buries us in overtime. And I think that's one thing you're going to have to do to this team that a lot of teams cannot do in the country. When we respond back, you know, can other teams punch us back in the mouth? And we'll see. Um, but very confident. Um, I'm definitely ready to get Adu Thierro back. I think he would have made a huge difference in this game in particular just because of what he does, the rebounding, um, the hustle plays. Um, Texas A&M did out-rebound the Cats. Um but it wasn't by a huge – they out-rebounded them by eight. Um, A&M comes in leading the country, I think, in offensive rebounds. So um, they had 25 against us. We only had 17. That was the difference in the game, um, really. They also shot 82 shots, which is crazy. This game was just up and down the whole way. Super fast speed. And, uh, I mean, you can tell by the final score being 97-92. Kind of felt like an NBA game, to be honest. Um, I would definitely like to see us get more fast break points. We only had 11. I think, you know, that really, when, when we're on the break, and I've said this all year, I sound like a broken record, I'm sure, but 
when we're out on the break, I don't think anybody in the country can beat us. So um, I want to see those go up. Had 22 assists, had double their assists. That's a big, um, and that's how we play. You know, we love sharing the ball. And um, now the Cats are 12-3, uh, and 2-1 and one in SEC play. And Wednesday night, welcome in a Mississippi State team who is not going to be an easy matchup, to be honest with you. Uh, before I get into that, though, uh, the Cats are now ranked 8th in the AP poll. It came out this morning. Um, Mississippi State still not ranked, but they did receive votes. Um, UConn is now your new number one team in the country. Um, that was, I agree with that. I don't agree, however, with Duke jumping us. Duke is one position in front of us at seventh. Although they did win, we lost, I get that, but they only beat Georgia Tech by five at home. Um, Duke has some very questionable losses. I know we have one, but I just, the hype with Duke right now, uh, being up to number seven in the rankings, I don't understand it because they have not proved to me in any facet that they are worthy of that ranking. Um, but, you know, Tennessee comes in at 6th, Ole Miss 22nd, and Auburn at 13th. Those are your other SEC teams that are ranked. Auburn and Alabama both 3-0 and in the conference. Um, is it time to start taking Auburn serious as a SEC contender? I think it is. Um, I can't wait to play them. Um, I think we play them in February. Yeah, February the 17th at Auburn. I don't think we get them at home. I think we only play them once, yes. Play them once, and it's on the road. So, um, man, that'll be a tough one. You know, that'll be a tough environment. But that will potentially be a huge game as far as winning the SEC regular season. Um, you know, looking at our schedule, and I want to do this before I get into the Mississippi State breakdown. We've got Mississippi State at home, Georgia at home, at South Carolina, at Arkansas, and Florida at home to end the month of January. Um, I like us going on a little five-game win streak right here. I really do, coming off a loss. Um, and if you do win all five of these games, you're cooking. You are cooking. You're sitting at 17-3 and three, um, and 7-1 and one in the SEC. I mean, then you're looking at a potential one seed. To be honest. At that point, if we, can go, if we can win these next five, I think you're looking at a potential two or one seed going into the uh, month of February. So we'll see. Still a lot of basketball to be played, but I'm just looking ahead. And um, I really don't see any reason why we can't win these next five games, um, to be honest with you. Obviously, the hardest one, I think, will be at South Carolina. Originally, I would say at Arkansas, but, you know, I watched them play Florida after our game. I don't know what's going on there with Arkansas, but, man, they are not what they what everyone thought they would be preseason. They're sitting at 9-7, and seven and they are struggling. Florida blew them out. Um and everybody in the SEC has blew them out. I don't think they've won an SEC game, have they? No, they're 0-3 in conference, 9-7 overall. So I'd say the hardest is at South Carolina. Um, as you all know, we went there, lost there last year. And, um, you know, that's a place. And I think they're a lot better. Um, I think they're a lot better this year than they were last year. So, um I think, but like I said, no reason why we should not be able to go out here 
and win the next five games. And if we do, how much respect we'll get, we should be top three in the country. I'm thinking people will lose by then. Um, so let's get into the Mississippi State game. Um, they are led in scoring. Um, let's see here. By Josh Hubbard. I watched the, their Tennessee game. Um, he hit some pretty crazy shots, to be honest with you, against Tennessee to help them close that one out. He's averaging 15 points a game. Um, only shooting 29% from three on the road. But, as you all know, they are gonna, Mississippi State's going to come in here just like every other team, and they're going to fill it up. Um, and we've just got to stop them when it matters the most. Obviously... You know, he hasn't played a lot of games this year, and that's why he's not leading the team in any statistical category, but Tolu Smith is their main guy. Um, he's been injured a lot this year, but he's back. He's healthy, and um, he's – I mean, if you can shut him down, I really, really like our chances. Um, but shutting him down is going to be a, a very big task, similar to trying to shut Wade Taylor down, uh, which we were not able to do. I'm hopeful that Trey Mitchell and Aaron Bradshaw can um, at least slow down Tolu Smith and uh, make Mississippi State's guards beat us. I think that's the secret to success. Um, Mississippi State also has DJ Jeffries, who was once committed to Kentucky. Um, feels like he's been in college for 17 years, but um, he's more of a – he's like a guard slash forward. Um He's more of a facilitator, but he can score the ball when he needs to, so we're obviously going to have to shut him down as well. Um, Mississippi State comes in 12-4, and 1-2 and two in the SEC. Like I said, they beat Tennessee last week, but turned around and lost to Alabama at home and then lost to South Carolina on the road. So, like, very beatable opponent, but we are going to have to bring our A game. They will be out and ready to beat us. Um, and that one is at 7 o'clock Wednesday night on ESPN2, and I'm ready to see how we respond off a of loss. Um, we've responded off of losses very great in the past this season. Um, not We haven't lost two in a row all year, um, so let's see what we can do at home. The crowd, I don't know how big the crowd will be due to the weather aspect of it. Um, as I said, snow everywhere, it's still falling. Um, so will we have a big crowd? I doubt it, to be honest with you. Um, but hopefully the Cats can bring home a, another win for uh, the Big Blue Nation. They, Mississippi State only averages 75 points a game. So, you know, I really like that, the number. Um, but they only allow 65. So, I... You know, they're going to play similar to A&M in a way that they're going to focus more on defense. But, you know, against us, they're probably going to, have to play different, just like A&M did. And A&M succeeded in having to play different. So can Mississippi State do the same thing? We will see. Um, we've got to keep them off the glass. We've got to keep Tolu Smith off the glass um, in particular. And, uh, you know, I think you, you win this game. So... Um, we'll see. I'm glad we get them at home, but we also play them on the road later this year. Um, I think at the end of February, yes. End of February, we go there. So, um, we need to get this one at home, get back on the winning track, and, um, hopefully we are recapping a big win for the Cats. 
Um, I'm going to go with a score of 87 to 79. I think the Cats win by eight points. And the MVP of the game, I think, will be... Give me a Trey Mitchell bounce-back game. I think he will play very well against Tolu Smith. And, um, you know, offensively, I think he'll do well, too, since he, you know, he just had uh, eight points, um, didn't shoot the ball very well. Against A&M, I'm taking Trey to have a bounce-back performance against Mississippi State, and the Cats win by eight. And I think um, we celebrate. So, um after this, we have Georgia coming in on Saturday. That's another team that will that is very solid. Um, took Tennessee down to the should have beat Tennessee. They took them down to the wire, but had them beat, had them down, and Tennessee just roared back and ended up winning. So um, hopefully, we can get two wins in the SEC this week. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to seeing this team get back on the court. I'm sure they are itching to get back. Um, I know based on Rob Dillingham's post-game comments that I saw, the team was pretty pretty ticked that they let that one get away from them there in College Station. So I want to see some resolve out of this group. I'm sure we will. We've saw it all year long um, after dropping the game, them coming back strong the next one and really doing good things. So um, as always, it's go Cats. Um, and like I said, everybody stay warm, stay safe. And uh, thank you all for uh, talking with me during the games. As always, those are it's always fun to uh, do that, and um, I appreciate every one of you. So, as always, it's been JD's Wildcat World. Listen on Apple and Spotify. Continue to like, listen, share, rate, and review. And uh, let's get this win on Wednesday night against Mississippi State. Get back to our winning ways. And uh, it's always go cats. Thank you.